let me just wish you a good evening and everyone and thank you all for joining us tonight uh, for another episode of Life's Uncertain Journeys Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Nadine Davis, and I have with me our co-host, Alicia Locker. Hey, Alicia. Did we lose her? No, I was on mute. <laughs> okay. Hello. Oh, hey. oh yeah, that, that you got you. Yeah, we got to remind people that if you go on mute, you, if you want to speak, remember to turn it back on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm so glad that you all could join us this week, um, as we are entering into part two of a new conversation that we started last week about dealing with discouragement and depression. And I discovered when I was doing some research that the uh, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration had determined that 44.7 million adults in the U.S. suffer from mental illness. Mm -hmm. That's nearly one in five adults. Mm -hmm. And I know how devastating mental illness is because I was there. If I hadn't experienced it, I probably couldn't talk uh, that much about it. But I was there, had it really bad. I mean, really, really bad to the point of having to be put away. And so I know it's real and we are not by any means diminishing uh, just how devastating uh, mental illness, anxiety, depression, all of that. I almost lost my family behind it, but uh, praise God, we are very blessed to have with us tonight uh, my very good friend and my sister in Christ, Dr. Clemence Nianjo, uh, and she's joining us tonight. She's a physician with a specialty in mental illness. Uh, she's a psychiatrist, and uh, I'm just trusting God's going to use her to help us tonight uh, sort through some things and uh, discover ways that uh, God would have us to look at this whole scenario that deals with uh, discouragement and um and depression. So I'm going to be uh, introducing her to you shortly. Um, but what I want to do right now is I'm going to ask Sister Paulette Williams to pray for us because we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Mm-hmm. So we, what we want to do is turn tonight's podcast over to the Lord Amen. for his presence, his guidance, and his protection over the airways and even over the ears of our hearers tonight. So Paulette. Yes. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Name above all names, Lord. God, thank you for the privilege, Lord, that you have given us to call on your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Father God, thank you, Lord. God, for everything that would transpire this evening. Thank you, Lord. God, you already know about it. God, thank you for this broadcast, God. God, it wasn't brought, you used Nadine, but God, this is from you. Thank you, God. God, so I thank you for the people that were here. God, maybe a seed will be planted. Yes. God, maybe it's a be watered. But Father God, we know that you are the one that would give the increase. Amen, Lord. So Father God, we thank you for every word that will be spoken this evening. Thank you, Father. God, thank you for the ones that are working behind the scene, Lord. Mm -hmm. God, just to make things run smoothly. 
Father God, and we thank you, Lord, and ask that you bind the hand of Satan, God, in the name of that they not try to interfere. Thank you, Father. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the topic that will be brought up, Lord. So many thank people want to deal with it in the dark, Lord. Yes, God, Lord. but you want to bring it to the light. Yes, Lord. God, because you could help many people oh, yes, through Lord. somebody else's testimony. Thank you, Father. So, Father God, I thank you for the ones that have come through, God, and praising you. Thank the you, thing Lord. that the enemy meant for evil, God, God, we thank you that you are using it for the good. Thank you, Father. God, so thank you for Hallelujah. all the hurt, the pain, the betrayals, Lord, that people face, God, that you have used, God, yes. to help somebody else. Thank you. God, you said in everything, give thanks. Yes. But this is the will of God. So, Father God, we thank you. Thank God, you, Lord. we thank you that you call us friends. God, because a friend laid down his life for us. God, for that, we say thank you. Thank in you, Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so very much, sis. Praise God. You know, it's always a wonderful uh, uh, addition to your life when you got prayer warriors who know how to pray. Yes. And bombard heaven. And I thank God that when I asked Sister Paulette if she would join us on on uh, the podcast she said yes mm. and i said uh oh say yeah. you in trouble now so we thank you so much paulette for joining thank us you. and uh all that you're doing and all the prayers that you're sending up on our behalf um so what i'm going to do right now i'm going to turn it over to our co-host uh, alicia lockard and she's going to share a couple of announcements all right how y'all doing? I'm so glad to see you again and that God gives us this opportunity to keep getting together week after week. We don't take it for Amen. granted, but we are going to use it to his glory. Amen. And so I want to remind you all again that get ready, get ready, get ready. The women who oh, overcome 2021 faith Con overcoming faith conference is October the 3rd, 23rd this year, Amen. October 23rd. And this year we're hosting a hybrid sort of conference, you know, which means we'll be virtual like this and online, as well as on site at the Eastfield campus of Steel Creek Church of Charlotte. And that's in Huntersville, North Carolina. Yep. That's my church, y'all. That's that's that church, but it, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can register at www.thewomenwhoovercome.org. For, and don't wait till last minute. Get on in there. It's free, free, free. So save the date, mark your calendars, get registered, do what you got to do, but come on and, you know, join us. We always have a great time. We have some wonderful speakers lined up. Yeah. And um, I also want to tell you that Nadine and John remind you that they oversee Charlotte Christian Fellowship and would like to invite you to consider joining them every Thursday at seven for New Beginnings. Mm -hmm. It's another podcast much like this. Um, and they're currently going through the book of Romans verse by verse. So if you want to mm. get a little in-depth into Romans, you can um, go to uh, charlottechristianfellowship.org. And I'll put that in the um, Facebook app like I always do. And Thank you, you hon. And find those events. Um, there's a, a, a link there to listen or join them live. Amen. Yep. Glory to God. I see my sister Elnora on the line. Praise God. Girl, you came through. 
I'm telling you, praise God. Praise and God. I see y'all good friend and longtime confident. Adrian huh? Claggett is here. <laughs> I can't see nobody. Adrian Hine? Where? <laughs> I can't see her. Hey Adrian, so good to see Hey darling. Hello everyone. Adrian was with us at our very first conference. All yes, at, uh, at the Arrowwood campus. Yeah. I'm so glad you could join us, sweetheart. Yes, so, so yes, glad yes. you could join us. I see I need, Jan I, I, and Regina. Oh, praise God. What were you gonna say, Adrian? I was just saying I, I'm glad to be with you guys. And um, I'm just I need the encouragement. Um I've been at the hospital all day with my daughter. She has surgery. And I okay. just thank God that her surgery went well. She's in the Praise room God. resting. And I'm in, in the other room resting. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, praise God. God. I'm so glad to hear that. I was just saying about um, Sister Elnora. Uh, praise God. She she had a bout with that, that ugly thing. And I'm telling you, God has uh, really been so gracious. We've been praying for you, sis, um, every uh, weekday. My church has a prayer call at, uh, at nine o'clock, 12 o'clock, three o'clock and six o'clock, four times a day, we're mm. in God's face. And we're mm. crying out to him on behalf of others. We ask God that he would use us to stand in the gap for people that's right. uh, mm. that are going through some things. So that's why I always encourage you all if you need prayer to email us. And uh, we have Sister Regina, she's on the team. Of course, Sister Paulette's on the team. and. Uh, you know, we, we, we take this seriously, especially because of the times that we're living in. Uh, God mm -hmm. made that uh, opportunity. He opened that door uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ that we could come into his presence, that we could mm -hmm. enter into the heavenly realm and talk mm -hmm. to him, you know, yes. he made that possible. So we avail ourselves uh, to do that every, every, uh, every weekday, Monday through Friday. So we thank mm -hmm. God for that. As always, our goal each week is to engage our listeners in real talk about these troubled times that we're living in. Yeah. We are a Christian podcast, so our conversations are coming from a biblical perspective. We know and embrace the reality that God's word is filled with truth, truth that we can actually live by. You can actually walk it out. Uh, and so uh, our podcast is both live and interactive, which means that those who join us, especially uh, on, in our Zoom community, uh, they have the privilege of, of sh you know, sharing their comments and testimonies and asking questions uh, as a part of our podcast. Uh, and so we uh, encourage them to do so. All of us have the Holy Spirit. Alicia and I always say we are not the answer women. But thank God that he's deposited his Holy Spirit in all his children. And so all of us have a piece of the wisdom that we can share. And I pray that you don't inhibit that wisdom, but be uh, freely uh, share that with us if yeah. God so uh, puts it on your heart to do so. We're also live right now on Life's Uncertain Journeys weekly podcast Facebook page. And uh, we're also recording live on Zoom. And so this podcast will be live uh, and, and uh, on our YouTube channel if you want to go back and watch it at another time or if you want to share it with somebody uh, we generally post it up Thursday morning so uh, so that if we ever want to go back and see any of our prior podcasts that we've done 
all of that is there on our YouTube channel. So please avail yourself to check it out. And um, those of you on Facebook, if you want to join us live, uh, those sisters and all of us that are here on the Zoom podcast, I think I put the link on the Facebook page so you can get it and you can log in and be a part of the live conversation. So um, I just want to uh, also welcome, uh, there's a community that we can't see that's listening. Mm. They're joining us via our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Audible, Podbean, everywhere God sent us, we going. But I just wanna welcome them and let them know that we appreciate them joining us tonight uh, we know that you may not be able to be a part of what we're talking about, but I'm praying in Jesus' name and as my sister has prayed, that God would give you ears to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to you. God has something to say to you, beloved, because he is your father. He's the one that created you. So um, those of you who are listening, like I said, who have prayer requests, please send them to lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to pray for you. As always, we're grateful that the Lord has permitted us to use this venue uh, as a means to encourage, strengthen, and equip, and equip our listeners along their faith journey. However, the mission of our podcast continues to focus on proclaiming the gospel and making disciples. And I always uh, I have to put that out there because I know sometimes those of us who've been in the faith for a while and know the gospel, um, every week you hear me to tell this every single week, but I have to, that's what my charge is. I have to share the gospel because I don't know who's listening. Somebody may be listening for the first time. As a matter of fact, last, last, um, not last year, year before last, uh, we discovered that people were listening in places like Pakistan and in and, Kardashian, and I can't even pronounce the name of the place, but these people were actually listening on their computers. They were hearing the gospel message. And so therefore, I don't want to take the chance that somebody is listening just because we can't see them who haven't heard the gospel. That's why I do it every week. So just bear with me for a moment as I just share with those that are listening that may not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I, um, I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you and he has a purpose and a plan for your life. Whether you know it or not, he created you, but he created you for himself. However, uh, our father had an enemy who he threw out of heaven. And he was lurking around when God created this planet and put man and woman on it uh, to, to, to till the ground, to be fruitful, multiply, and to reign and rule over this world. But this enemy was lurking around uh, with the, the notion that he was going to try to put a cramp in God's style and mess up God's creation. And so a lot of the sin and wickedness and all that you see going on around in the world today that a lot of people blame on God, I ask you to please remember that God has an enemy called Satan. As a matter of fact, He's the one that talked our foreparents, Adam and Eve, out of their birthright. He tricked them with a lie. And that's the same plot and plan that he uses today. He lies to us. He wants us to believe 
that God isn't real, that God does not care about us, that he doesn't want to help us. But beloved, we're here to tell you that he does love you. Amen. And because Adam and Eve went for the lie and entertained a conversation with Satan, and I tell you today, all that <laughs> negativity stuff that you hear coming in your mind, the source of it is not God, it's Satan. So shut him down and don't allow him to put that, put those thoughts, uh, negative thoughts in your mind. Stop the conversation, which is what Adam and Eve should have done, but they didn't. And they didn't know how tricky uh, Satan was, but sure enough, he wound up convincing them that God was a liar. That what he told them wasn't true. Because you see, God told them, everything you see on this planet is yours. I've created everything for you. And I want you to reign and rule here on this planet. But what I don't want you to do is touch that tree over there because if you touch that tree, you're gonna die. God didn't say that because he was trying to keep them from the tree. God said that because he loved them and he wanted to protect them. Just like our, us as parents, we tell our children, don't do this, don't do that. We don't do it because we want to limit them or we're trying to take fun out of their life or whatever they also say. I used to say it when I was young, but listen, no. It's all about protecting us and keeping us from uh, the consequences of sin. But like I said, Adam and Eve didn't listen. They rather chose to believe the lies of the enemy as opposed to believe God. And that's how the whole human race became contaminated by an infectious disease called sin. You think COVID is bad. Sin is a lot worse because sin not only will mess with your body and your mind, it'll also mess with your soul and your spirit. And God knew that. And so what he did was he came up with a remedy for this plot that Satan put against God's people, God's family that he created on this planet. And that remedy is named Jesus. That's his son, the son of the living God. God chose to send his son born of a woman. In other words, he was fashioned in likeness like us, but his origins are from God. The seed did not come from a natural man that caused Mary to uh, become impregnated with Jesus Christ. No, God united with man and Jesus came forth to show us that's who we are. We don't think it, we don't think about it. That's who we are. We are are flesh beings that are indwelled by the spirit of the living God. And so we, we're not acclimated with that. We think we just earth dwellers. No, baby, we're more than that. And so I just wanted to share that with you. And if anybody that is listening, if that any of that interests you, please reach out to us at lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com because I'd love to answer any questions you may have and, and better clarify some things for you so that you can make the right decision. The decision is yours. God's not gonna make you uh, serve him. That's a choice that he would rather you make. And so I would like to help you in making that, making that choice. So reach out to us. And then if, if you don't wanna do that, you know what else you can do? You can buy your own head and ask God to forgive you of your sins and surrender your life into, into the hands of Jesus Christ, his son. He's only a prayer away. And he's promised that if you come to him in prayer, he will not send you away. 
He will hear you and he will answer you because he loves you, beloved. As I said earlier, life's uncertain journeys desire to encourage and strengthen our listeners are, are genuine. And our mission in our, uh, to, to proclaim this gospel is ongoing. As long as the Lord opened the door for us to do this, we're gonna proclaim the gospel. And so we thank you uh, so very much for allowing us to share that with you and reach out to us. The, this podcast represents uh, the proclaiming of the gospel, which is part of the mission that God had given us. He also has commissioned us to make disciples. And so we do have a component called Disciple Me, which is a study that we help those that are seeking a dip, deeper level of faith and a stronger relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a 13-week one-on-one discipleship study that we engage with people who are desiring to have a closer walk with Jesus. So me or one of the women who overcome ministry team members would love to walk alongside you. So if, you, if you're interested, uh, please just visit the womenwhoovercome.org website and uh, you can, you can um, see the, the, back, uh, the, the last page. If you wanna uh, sign up for Disciple Me, you can do that online. Now, thank you all for bearing with me. Now we're going to get down to the task at hand. So please permit me to introduce our special guest, my beloved sister, Dr. Clemence Nyanjo. I'm not used to calling her doctor. I call her Clemence, but she is a doctor and we are thankful to God for the giftings that he has uh, deposited in her life and how he uses her um, to be such um, an integral part of people's mental healing. Um, she is, uh, like I said, she's a uh, physician that specializes in the areas of, of mental health. And so, um, sis, would you like to uh, share anything with our listeners about yourself before uh, we get into asking you some questions? Yes, um, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Hi, everybody. I know some of the people I listen to this podcast sometimes. No, I'm not a, a regular, but I come and go. Okay. I know because you're busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Uh, my name is uh, Clemens Nyanjo. Um, like Miss Nadine said, a lot of people call me Clemens because that's who I am. Doctor is for the hospital. And uh, I'm married. I have three children. That is my primary role, I think. The other one is coming. And then, um, yeah, I, I'm from Cameroon. That is where my accent comes from. I went to medical school in Germany, and then I did my residency here in the United States in Johnson City, Tennessee. I work for Atrium Health, the one in Davidson. So I see a lot of what we call mental illness. And, um, and it, it has been a pleasure, I think a blessing to me as a, a blessing to the people that I help. I think it's an area that um, people don't want to touch and right. uh, I believe that God put me there for a reason, probably for that reason, because I love these people that nobody wants to, to take care of. Um, and also, let me say that God is God. God created all of us. He is the ultimate healer. Amen. He created all medication and knowledge that we use. That is my primary belief. Amen. And then um, for those of us who love him, knows that he see us through it and he put people in our path for a reason. 
he put a doctor in our path to help us. Mm -hmm. And we just need to open our arm, our mind, and our heart to what he has for us. And he will guide us through life. Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, thank you so very much. We are um, just blessed to have you, um, Clements, joining us tonight. Uh, some of our listeners had uh, sent in some questions uh, that they uh, were struggling with. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, start off with the ones that came in uh, through, through, uh, through the um, email. And then anyone else, if you would love to uh, ask any questions, by all means, please feel free to do so. But my first question is, um, what are some signs that we need to be aware of uh, in our own selves and others that indicate that we may need professional assistance with anxiety? Um, first, what I really think that each of us need to do most of the time is, and if we have somebody around us, is to do what I call self-examination, mm -hmm. uh, listen to our body, and that is valid for everything, for every kind of illness. You need Amen. to listen to your body because your body will tell you what is going on. I'll give you an example. When your sugar is low, your body tells you that your sugar is low. It's just that you don't want to believe that your sugar is low. <laughs> if your anxiety is out of control and you can't function, your body is probably telling you. But you are trying the best as you can to control it. Yes. And sometimes if you have people around you, let them tell you what to do allow them to speak into your life yes that is same thing with sin allow the people around you to speak into your life mm -hmm. allow the people around you to tell you what you can see sometimes yes. we can see those things or we see them we, but we don't want to accept that we having these issues right we just need to be able to sit still and let the people around us sometimes tell us what is wrong and then listen to our body and seek help. Amen. Well, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, uh, when you were saying that, it reminds me of um, a, a, a verse in Ecclesiastics chapter four that says two are better than one. You know, that you, God did not mean for us to live on an island. He, you know, he, he made us for relationship. And as Alicia sometimes say that, you know, we're, we're not independent, we're co-dependent, co right? No, interdependent, interdependent. And so, uh, and we're built for relationship. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole body uh, visual that God gave us in his word is about. Mm -hmm. So if he says two, uh, two are better than one because you get a better return on your labor. He also says that, you know, when, when, when some one of you fall, you got somebody to help pick you up. Amen. And then when it comes to fight and the enemy is coming against you, y'all can stand back to back and put up your dukes. That's right. But it's not meant for you to, uh, to, to go this journey of faith by yourself. Every one of us should have at least, uh, we call them accountability partners or whatever you want to call them, but 
that's a part, a, a, a necessity uh, that the body of Christ oftentimes overlook. We've got people trying to go this thing alone, trying to figure out things alone. But somebody who knows you, just like Alicia, you know, and, and Jan, Jan knows me so well that she can tell in my voice when something's not right, <laughs> you know, but it's because of our relationship that we have. So um, I want to say like, what I what Nadine is saying, I usually say that we're not um, dependent or independent. So we, you know, somebody we, we listen to others, but we don't, um, you know, we listen to God first. We're not dependent on someone else. And, and, and um, the interdependent is relationship. But I also mm -hmm. wanted to remind um, to add to what you said, Nadine, about mm -hmm. um, uh, it says with two or three together, he's with you. So, you know, so, you know, Amen. somebody, so, and, and, and then God too. And That's the final right. thing I wanted to just put an example to um, the listen to your body part. When COVID hit and those who know me well know that I'm a pretty, um, I have tenacity. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong. Um, I'm not bragging. I'm just, you know, not at no. all. That's but when COVID hit, some other things were going on, you know, and it was just like a buildup and I wasn't myself, y'all. When she says, listen to your body, this is what my body was doing. My heart was racing. My stomach was knotting up. My hair was falling out and I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, this has never happened. What's going on? Mm -hmm. So that, I just wanted to put a real example to Very good, listen to your body. Your body will show up in a way that will tell you. I went to the doctor um, not too long ago. I have very sensitive skin and I had this rash and it was itching. It was a little rash and I ignored it for a couple of weeks, but I went and I said, what is this rash? Guess what it is, y'all? Stress. Listen to your body. It Amen. will tell you that something is not right. right. So I just wanted to put a, a live example of what yes. the doctor, good doctor means when she says, listen to your body. It don't talk to you and tap you, tap you on the shoulder. Well, it kind of does, but know yourself, know yeah. your sleeping habits, know your, 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 you know, idiocracies that you do. And when that switches up for not a reason that you made it, it just come, that's your body telling you, Hey, 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 look at this. That's what Amen. She, I hope I'm not speaking too much for you, but I'll do yeah, no, that's that's just right. And that that's is, a good example. That is just the what it is. And then you find yourself that you can focus on things. You can keep track on things. Yes. And not sleep right. Like you say, you have a lot of physical symptoms like palpitation, diarrhea, and all that sweating palm. And you know, you hear your heart will go faster. And you will feel and know that you're restless. Mm -hmm. This type of restlessness that is inside you, you can't, you can't carry on a conversation with somebody without being sidetracked with something else and feel mm -hmm. very anxious. Mm -hmm. So those little symptoms, and again, listen to your body. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. That was great. Thank you so much. Um, the other question is... Um, how might we approach dealing with a spouse or, or a family member that is displaying any of these signs? I mean, how, how you know, I, I'm pretty sure there's no 
pet answer to, to how you would do it, but um, what should be our, our approach in helping them? First, I mean, we need to understand the stigma of mental illness. So you need to understand that stigma first. When you understand that stigma though, you will approach them with more love and have more understanding on why they're not doing what they need to do. Very good. Remember, even going to the doctor for high sugar or high blood pressure is already a problem for a lot of people. Now you want to tell them to go to the doctor because you think that they are crazy. That is the big thing. But you always have your primary care physician. Most people will agree with you, your child or your spouse, we easily agree that you make an appointment with your primary care physician because this is somebody that they know. This is somebody that mm -hmm. they do have a relationship with. This is somebody okay. that they trust. And you're talking about their mental well-being. They need first somebody that they trust to talk to them about. So yeah. if you get them to go to a primary care physician, or to make that appointment. And like around Charlotte, we, Atrium has a lot of what we call integrate clinic nowadays yeah. to address those, to address the fact that some people are more open to go to their primary care and see a mental health provider that work inside that clinic than you telling them, I'm driving you now to Billingsley Road. Right, right. Or I'm making an appointment with a psychiatrist. When you say I'm making an appointment with a psychiatrist, here we go. They're thinking that according to you, you are labeling them as quote, quote, crazy. Nobody wants that. Yeah. So you need to do this step-by-step -step approach. If this person is not accustomed with mental illness give them the chance to go to their primary care doctor mm -hmm. and most primary care doctor will let the spouse or the mother or we ask you the question when you get there when the nurse come to talk to you and ask you can say oh yeah i have another there are something else that he needs to address or there are something else that my child needs to address my child is a little anxious if you say that most primary care physicians will understand that they need to get you out of room and talk to your partner or talk to your spouse or talk to your child. Right. And explore what is going on, why they don't want the help. And you also need to understand when you talk about a mental illness, you talk about a disease that impair insight and judgment. Right. So when you have, I will give you an, I will take an example. When you have a high blood pressure, for example, if you're not at the stroke level, you're still able to, to think okay. right. You mm -hmm. have a capacity to make good decision. You have a capacity to navigate life. But when you have debilitating mental illness, not all mental illness are debilitating though. When you have debilitating mental illness, you don't think right 
So you have a lot of component here. You have the fact that nobody wants to have anxiety. Nobody wants to know that they're depressed or don't want to understand that because the society just, I don't know, right. the stigma is there. And then you have the fact that some people think it's a weakness and they don't want to come across as a weak person, although it's not a weakness, but this is what they think. And your best bet at that point is point them first to a provider that they saw before, a provider okay. that they trust who is the primary care physician. If it's more than what the primary care physician would do, the primary care physician will explain to them and refer them to somebody and they will probably be more open to it. Mm -hmm. If they don't, and then you go home and time pass and you find out that they actually represent a threat to themselves or others, that's a different level of thing. Mm -hmm. You can take things other way and do it and get them help. But for the people that are really suffering from, let's say mild anxiety, something, go through the primary care physician or the OBGYN, somebody that they trust, somebody okay. that they know. Very good, very good. Wow, that's excellent stuff. Let me, and the, the other issue I wanted to talk about, I have had um, uh, women that I had the, uh, the privilege to walk with and their faith and things like that. And sometimes, I don't know, it, it, it may come across to people that um, I'm so, I'm so heavenly minded that I really don't believe the reality of what's going on in the world because mostly everything that people hear me talk about is usually coming from the word of God because that's, that's what I know. But um, there have been cases when I'm talking with some, with some women and they misconstrue my faith as, as a reason not to listen to a, to a doctor. What I mean, it's like they have, they have uh, some of them may have had mental issues and they say, well, Miss Nanny, I'm going to believe God. I, I, don't, I don't believe I need this medicine anymore. And I would say, no, baby, don't do that. What you need to do is talk to your doctor and let him tell you when to get off your medication. Because oftentimes women don't realize sometimes our issues are hormonal and the mm -hmm. medication is there to help keep our hormones in check. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about how can we overcome the issue of faith and medicine when it comes to anxiety and depression and people that think that I don't, you know, I got God. I don't need to go to no, 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 see no psychiatrist. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, because I mean, um, this is a, a theme in churches and as you all know, but the, the reason that I laugh is actually you have a lot of people in church with depression and anxiety, which is not bad because they hold on into something yes. higher them. They hold on into their faith to yes. overcome the illness, which is really great. All that are good solution. But let me tell you something. You don't have anxiety because you are weak. You don't have depression because Amen. you have a fit. They, these have bi biological mean to it. Is how can I put this? There are certain neurotransmitters in your brain that can be dysregulated 
and lead to depression and anxiety. Yes. That has nothing to do with your fit. That has nothing to do with weakness. That has nothing to do with the way that uh, you live your life. It doesn't mean that you're not strong enough. You are strong enough. Your faith is strong enough. But listen, your faith will help you overcome the illness if you take the medication. It's not because you have a faith that you don't take your high blood pressure pills. Amen. You need to have a faith and take your high blood, your blood pressure pill because, listen, God will help that doctor to give you the right blood pressure medication. God will help you live long with the, with the high blood pressure, controlling it for you, help you go out for exercise, help you eat right. It's not because you have faith that you won't get sick though. Is a chronic condition and has nothing to do with you, has nothing to do with you. Your faith is not high enough. Your Amen. faith is high enough. Is mm -hmm. a biological condition that needs a treatment. Praise God. Amen. Well, that's the truth. And uh, I, I pray that if there's anyone listening that you hear what, uh, what we're trying to say is that you don't, you don't need to uh, validate your faith through uh, keeping away from doctors. That doesn't validate your faith. Okay, you, you, you let God validate your, your faith by you trusting him. I was telling somebody the other, uh, the other day about um, you know, my, my questions that I was taking before God about COVID and uh, you know, whether I should get a get vaccinated or not get vaccinated you know what you know what what would be the best routine for me and, and most of the materials that i've read you know leave you in confusion you don't know what to do so i said lord you had to help me with this one you know but um i really felt confident and i still do feel confident that you know god is still in charge and that the decision that i make has to be based on what I believe mm -hmm. and not on, not so much on uh, fear or any of those things. Because, and I was telling, I forgot who I was telling this to, but uh, the, the story about uh, Peter being locked up in jail and the saints being back at home praying for him. And then when God answered their prayer and let Peter out, Peter comes to the house and they won't even let him in because they don't believe he, he's there after all the praying that they did and so lewis said you know said, look you, you know all when COVID first hit the saints were on their faces crying out to god have mercy lord what's going on you know everybody may not you know have a, a close relationship with god but listen his word clearly says i hear and i answer prayer so should god have given those doctors the remedy for cutting the death rate that this plague was doing, okay? And then they bring the, the you know, they come with the answer to, 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 to the problem. And we said, no, that ain't real. Or this, you know, the things that we don't, we just like Rhoda was, she wouldn't even let Paul, uh, let Peter in the house, let him standing out in the dark, you know? But, you know, you just have to really um, know that, uh, not only is God available, but he, he speaks to us and he leads us and guides us. And just like she said, if you have a headache, 
you're going to take your BC powder or you're going to get your Advil or whatever it is. Yes. You know, it's just a normal response. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing when it comes with these uh, mental issues. I know that I had had three uh, stints in the, in the uh, psych ward myself. And I don't know, I, I know it was God. I didn't know God back then, but I, I do believe that God was helping me because I could sense when I was about to have an anxiety attack. I knew it was coming. And I would go straight to my doctor's office and he would, you know, give me medication or whatever it is like that. But that's only because I had been there so many times. But there are those of us who never maybe have been there. But don't don't dismiss the signs. Don't dismiss the pulls and the tugs uh, and think that you got to be superwoman. And something that I want to add, because mm -hmm. uh, you have, we have different level of anxiety and we have different level of depression too. Not all anxiety needs some type of uh, medication. medication. Not all depression needs a medication. I'll give you an example. Um, if you, let's say, if you lost somebody, it's normal to be sad. It's normal to be sad for a couple of weeks. It doesn't mean that you need a medication for that you're going through grieving you need to grieve yeah. if you fail an exam it's normal to be sad if your team lost a game it's normal to be sad those those are not clinical depression there's a difference between clinical depression and going through the motion of life and be a little bit depressed here and there in those in those situations sometimes you just need to talk to a therapist or a counselor and then you will get out of it and then you remove but mm. they are what we call severe clinical depression that you need medication and therapy so you have different level of illness and then i would compare that again with something that is more physical and palpable high blood pressure you have a level of high blood pressure where you just need diet and exercise and no medication and your blood pressure will go back normal right and, and then we'll be controlled and you have a level of high blood pressure that you need to be on five six medication and if you don't take the medication you will have stroke it's the same thing you have a level of anxiety that may be controlled by a counselor or a therapist you have mm -hmm. a level of anxiety that your body won't handle it and you will need medication same thing for depression you have level of depression, a level of sadness that maybe just going to therapy will take care of it. But you have level of depression that if you don't treat it, you will kill yourself. People kill themselves every day. It's not because these people don't have faith. It's not because these people are different. These are people like you and me suffering from depression and sometimes don't need help because they are strong. And sometimes even with medication, like even with medication, some people we do have stroke. Even with medication, sometimes these people end up killing themselves. You will be surprised how many people kill themselves every single day mm. because of depression. Listen, not because of substance use, not because they don't have faith, but because that clinical depression is so severe, it's so severe mm -hmm. that they kill themselves. Mm. If you have somebody that are very, very depressed, remember, this is a deadly condition. And here is the difference. When your loved one dies from heart attack, 
you have some type of explanation and some type of peace. But let me tell you something. When you lose a loved one from suicide, the guilt may put you on that same trajectory. Mm -hmm. So when you have somebody around you that you know that they are clinically depressed, please seek help, encourage them. If it's severe, call crisis online. Because if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you will end up in that mental health ward after they die because you are so depressed. You feel so guilty mm -hmm. that you lead straight to another big crisis in your family. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, well, I can imagine that happening. That That's... uh. That's pretty good stuff. Listen, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let uh, those of you who are watching on the podcast, if you have any questions, Alicia, anybody have any questions on our Facebook or anything that they well, ask? Nadine, Nadine, I had a comment. This is Carmen. Mm -hmm. Hi. <laughs> um, going back to, you know, not uh, like you, some, some, sometimes you feel like I can't admit that I am clinically depressed or admit that I am on medication for anxiety and depression because then people will question my, my faith. And I learned you know, that that's religion. Religion puts that in your head. Mm -hmm. um, but having a relationship with Christ, what I've learned is I take the medication to keep me stable but his word is what I live upon. And that's my coping mechanism. And I can Amen. see, I can see his, you know, when I get the anxiety, I can see when Satan is putting stuff in my head that I know that is a lie that I can combat. I go to his word and that's what I stand Amen. on. And that's that I learned is a coping mechanism. You know, I've, I've gone to therapy and they've taught me different um, you know, textbook coping mechanisms, which definitely work, but what has worked for me and what has gotten me um, to where I am now has been the word of God. Combined with the medication. Combined Amen. with the medication. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Anyone else? Um, I want, I don't want this moment to, to pass. It's a little off of what we're talking about, but Melissa says she has a praise report. And I believe it was when you were given the, the, um, offer to, um, the, to come to Christ. And she says, Nadine, Nadine, I have a praise report. And she said it again. <laughs> and I finally saw it, right? And she said, Jonathan accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord. Amen. Oh, praise God. So Hallelujah. Oh, and you know, they say when one come in, we rejoice. Yes. Because he, you know, another one is, you know, has come into the fold. And so I wanted to make sure that we, you know, acknowledge that and gave praise Glory to God. Glory to God. I was God so busy typing the conference and all that. And I went, whoa. <laughs> By that time we had moved on. I said, I got to remember to, you know, give praise oh, to that. Oh, yeah. That is exciting news because I know she has been you know, just really trusting God for a lot of things that's been going on in her life, young and her faith. And, and God has just been uh, standing with her through, a, a, I mean, if, I, if you heard the story, it would probably make your head stand on your head, but God is faithful. That's great news. Thank you for sharing with us, Melissa. Great news, darling. 
Hallelujah. God is good. Glory to God. He is praying for him today. Okay, anyone else? I got a, I got a question for uh, Clements. Maybe this might help someone. Um, Clements, can you address um, symptoms or signs for not when it's far down clinical depression, but uh, if you can nip it in the butt early, people associate, I think, um, I don't feel sad, so I must not be depressed. I'm not sad. When someone says, are you depressed? No, I'm not sad. Could you give a little bit more of what you see in those early signs to help people with warning signals that you headed down a road, you need to watch yourself? Um, yeah, uh, start with the fact that you will find out if you listen to your body that you no longer enjoy things that you used to enjoy very well. That mm -hmm. is a first thing you used to enjoy, let's say a fellowship with people. Suddenly that don't bring joy in your life at all. You live, you used to enjoy family gathering or going to a ball game. And then now you don't enjoy that anymore. You don't enjoy playing with your own kids anymore. You don't enjoy a phone call from your mom anymore. You're just going through the motion of life and then you will, and your energy is so bad that um, maybe you're not sad, but you can't, you can't get moving. You can't come out of the bed, really. You can't take a shower. You don't see, and then you will find yourself have all these type of, um, as a friend, you guys will notice that the person starts saying, ah, oh, what is all about life anyway? It's the same thing every day. Um, there is nothing in it, those little things. And then, you know, early on in those stage, sometimes you can catch it with therapy alone. You know, mm -hmm. a good therapy, a good verse, a good friend, you can come and turn around before it get very bad to a clinical depression when they need medication and all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have those little signs. They don't have energy anymore. They can focus. Grades are going down. Um, they don't enjoy anything. They isolate from people. Thanks. Yep, that's good. Amen. Uh, Carmen says it's not a coincidence that the first sign of depression is isolation. Satan is waiting for us to be alone. He want to get us by ourselves and whisper those negative Stinking thinking, that's what I call it. Yep. The negative thoughts to us. It, it's and why COVID did really bad. I mean, COVID did really bad with people. People are killing themselves. People are using drugs. People, they, I mean, we used, when I first started working, we used to have a lot of people using opiate with the thing. People was doing a lot of opiate here and there. Since COVID, stimulant is the thing. What is it? The stimulant oh, so people, yes it's just because the, the depression is on the rise and people want to be happy people want to uh, to get out of bed right. yeah and then they use it amphetamine they're using cocaine so they're more using something to get happy you know what i mean huh. so yeah. covid came with a lot of depression because COVID actually isolated us. Yeah. COVID cut all human contact. We were not created for that. No. No. That's right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Make all the sense. It does. You know, and it's, it, it sounds almost demonic. You know what I mean? That, 
you know, those who uh, have a relationship with the Lord or, you know, you know, whether at whatever level, you know, at least you have some vestiges of hope, you know, to carry you through some things. But I, I, my heart goes out to people who have nothing. They have nothing, no, no anchor for their souls. No, you know, other, other than, you know, being around partying all the time and all that other kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, it just, that reminds me, um, when you go on a journey of, you set a goal and, um, weight loss or I don't know something this this little saying I know we all heard it what's your why yeah said that the people who don't know Christ don't have the right why anyway you know yeah. they don't have that what you call anchor and that hope that's right and so they don't have the why and it does so yeah. they don't get motivated they want to get out of bed they want to sleep yeah. all the time and all of that kind of thing I mean, we might do that, like you said, for a little while because of some type of crises or major life-changing event, but we don't stay there. We usually try to adjust. Mm-hmm. And when we have that support and that 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 hope in Christ yeah. and then the saints to, you know, pray with us and talk with yes. us and call and, and, and all of that, then, you know, and, and therapy or yeah. medication when we need it but we're willing yeah. to go there and we don't try to muscle through and tell ourselves that you know that the other help that christ sent us is this um little joke i don't know if y'all heard that there was a big flood and this man um his house got flooded and he went on the top of the roof and the neighborhood you know a boat came by and said hey you want to get it he said no no go ahead and and that happened a few times to show him oh. the that happened a few times. And then when he, he drowned and when he went to heaven, you know, so God, he said, Lord, why didn't you save me? He said, I sent you all them boats and all them people and you kept telling them to go. <laughs> and, 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 and that is something that I really, I want to just touch on this really fast because, you know, we all can do something for our mental health, well-being. And these are little things, little, little things that we need to do to help our body fight all these things first we have god which is good we is mean that we believe on something bigger than us and then we believe on our god that can heal us this is a first step this is very good this is just a guarantee mm-hmm. but this is another thing that you need to also always remember to do to keep your sanity sleep mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think that sleep of first remedy mm-hmm. you have to sleep if you can't sleep call your primary care doctor a lack amen. of sleep is not good for you amen. the brain that you have is highly active you hear that john davis and that brain <laughs> needs some sort of rest that yeah. brain needs to reset sleep is the first thing second yeah physical activity Mm-hmm. We may think on physical activity as going out and run a marathon. No, physical activity is a walk. Because listen, when you walk, your muscle produce endorphin. When God yeah. created you, God created that natural neurotransmitter called endorphin. It's stored is in your muscles. You just need to walk. And then we have a high production of endorphin. This is a natural antidepressant. 
is why when you go to a Zumba class, for example, at the end of the everybody kind of uh, happy, right. <laughs> is the endorphin effect. Go out, walk. If you cannot go out, do the step in your house for 20 minutes. Go up and down. If you have bad knees, do something, stretch. Put a video, do a good stretch for 15 to 20 minutes. Allow your muscle to produce endorphin. That is really, really good. good for you. The other part of it that we call sit still meditation is what I call, you know, if you are a believer, you know what verses in your Bible can help you empty your, your brain and sit still. You need to sit still. When you have a time that you sit still, you can sit still by a verses or just sit still or just pray. And then you will think clearly during this time, your brain need that. Out, everybody, everything out of my brain, not that I'm sleeping, but I'm still. Amen. I am not thinking about what is the next bill coming in, right. why my child, what my child is doing, what my husband is doing, what is going on in church. No, it's just you and your brain and you rest. You give Praise your God. brain time to sit still. Amen. And then Sister Clements, I hate to cut you cut you off, but we're going over our eight o'clock hour. Why don't you just close us out in prayer? Do you mind? Oh no. All right, let, 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 let me thank you. Thank you, all of you, for listening. Yes. Thank all you. right, Heavenly Father, we just we just thank you, Father God. We thank you for your love, thank oh you. Father. We thank you for the your knowledge that you gave us every yeah. single day to navigate through this life, oh Father. Thank we know you, that Father. you place all of us here for a reason, oh Father. And we just yeah, give you Lord. thank you. We just say thank you. Thank, thank you for you. all the blessing. And one of the blessings is this ministry oh father we just say thank you for nadine you. and alicia for what for all that they are doing for all mm. the people that they are touching oh father we say mm. thank you for jonathan that just accepted christ in his life thank oh, you, yes. may thank you, you Lord. To guide us father god god may, may you may you are not lovable oh father please thank father you. god thank guide you. us in this turn all oh father give us more knowledge more wisdom oh father give mm. us time mm. to focus on ourselves to focus on a relationship with you oh father thank to you. care of thank to you. care about ourselves oh father thank you thank you for everybody that have been listening tonight may thank you guide them may you protect them oh father god yeah. Thank mm. you for everything. And we ask you all this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jesus name. Amen. 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 And no lady not in here. Yeah, you did. Thank you so much, Clements. Thank you, family, for joining us. And we'll be back again next Tuesday yes. with some more Thank information you. to help us. Love you all. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.